Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. And this week, I'm joined by the man, the legend, the one and only Marcus Bourbon. Hello. Hello. You're right. Here he is. Yeah. Good. You. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm uh, sitting in sunny Essex, looking at the sea. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'm. Uh, I'm looking out of the window onto the car park of our flat. Nice. Uh, the sea is away. It's over the houses. It's not far. Yeah. How far? Over there. How far are you from the sea? About five minutes. Not okay. even that. That's it's about. Far. It's easier than where you are because you've got to you've got to go down footpaths and things like that. Whereas ours is just completely flat because it's complete. It's all old people, so right. they can't they can't traverse steps. Just, like, like, just, just road escape to the uh, to the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at now. I'm at the, the, the centre of rollerblading. Are they, is it? Um, am I allowed to say where you live? Is it a nice beach there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's the same as Brighton, so it's stones. Yeah, but it's but it's flat. And there aren't any, you don't get any sort of stags and hens right. flapping about. It's a very, it's a bit more chilled out. You get the, you get the, all the great, all the good bits of Brighton, but you don't have to put up with all the shit. You can come out and it's a bit more subdued down here, which is very nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Brighton's a bit, I was in Brighton at the weekend and it, it is full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a bit, and it's, there's a lot of, it feels a bit aggy at night. Where is it? It's supposed to have this chill kind of, mm. Sort of ray, ex sort of ravey hippie vibe. It's, I think there's too much gear around. Everyone's there's too much just, gear around everywhere, isn't there? I mean, everywhere's yeah. mental. I'm going to be in Bath tonight, which by day is the most oh, idyllic wow. place, you know, as you well know. And then at night, it's feral and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a GCSE between them. <laughs> See, I used to love it. I love it. Like all the books that I that I enjoy and all the films that I enjoy. Talk about when the when the freaks come out at night. You know, yeah. you and I have known each other many years. You know this. You, you're, you're very similar to me. But but suddenly, I don't know if it's age, but kids. When the sun goes down now, it's like, yeah, I'm probably going to slide off. I don't need to be around this. Yeah, it's not freaks, is it? It's not the freaks and the no. kind of. It's not the goths and the kind of ne'er do wells in one sense. It's all a load of, as you say, gacked up kind of like builders in their 20s and and it's not they're not freaks they're um they're uh i don't know what they are but like the the um, animals are after them <laughs> yeah but i think it it's not the what what we'd term the kind of um alternative people you know of which i mean that's always the thing and we've discussed this in the past but like you know, everybody kind of goes oh don't go in there it's full of bikers or it's full of goths and you go that's the safest pub to be in <laughs> That's the one you. That's the Absolutely. one you want your children. You know, that's the one you want your children to be in, <laughs> yeah. or your children. But you know, you like you're sort of um, because that's not where you're going to get snooker queued over the head. <laughs> you might if you're going to escort you home. <laughs> you might if you say they like the mission. But apart from that, <laughs> hey, come on, God's own medicine's a great help. <laughs> that's that. That'll get you snooker queued round here, Wilson. <laughs> here he comes. <laughs> With his black, uh, black snooker cue. <laughs> <laughs> He's painting himself. He's all over his hands. <laughs> Maybe you'll just see a neon v- v- like a lightsaber in the, in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got to let it go, Wilson. You're 51. Come on, mate. <laughs> 
But how are you doing anyway? You good? You're on. You're on tour. On tour. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's both much better and much worse than I anticipated. It's kind of <laughs> it's really lovely to be. So I'm doing it with Melinda, who's supporting me. Um, yeah. And excellent. that so that means. Like I'd heard in the past that that um, touring can be quite lonely because you go from that kind of um, gig environment where you you know you know at least one person and then and you're sort of uh, who you probably like on the bill, um, and you're surrounded by a sort of infrastructure, you know, and uh, the promoter or the club that you know, and then you suddenly you go and you're backstage on your own in Portsmouth or something, and I've heard that it can be quite lonely. So so it's been really beautiful to do it with with Melinda. So we ha- I haven't had any of that. It's been really nice. Um, yeah, lovely. The it's stressful to get bums on seats. I mean that's the per- that's the yeah. age old problem. And I'm you know furiously working to to sort of uh, you know whoring myself on social media and radio stations and uh, and uh, podcasts etc yeah. etc to try and get people in so you know it's it's i mean everybody says this but it's that's it's quite an it's quite a revelation i'm enjoying i mean enjoying that actually um but yeah but it's hard work yeah i've, I've just become a market oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a well we all have haven't we really become we're in marketing now we're not in comedy yeah this is it you've got to be your own it's really difficult as well to be your own hype man mm. i find this really difficult where you're having to keep asking for things like can i can i come on this i've got this to plug i've got these to sell can i come on this can i come on that and it's just you know it's it's a full-time job now i'm not and i'm not people listening i'm not complaining i'm not i'm not saying that you know it's like driving a van or it's like you know digging holes in the floor it's much less paid it's much much worse pay (laughs) 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 oh let me tell you i've thought about painting and decorating so many times (laughs) <laughs> My cutting in is legendary, <laughs> but it's but it is. It's now we now have to be the kings of admin, and for people like us that were never really big on that sort of thing, it's 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 hard. It's hard to get into this. Yeah, yeah. I think that that um, like I, you know, and you know this as well. As do you, te- teach a few people, mentor a few people, and and I always yeah. ask what you know, what do you want. Um, yes, because if you want to be a famous comic, I can't help you. I, the, the, the way to be a famous comic in 2023 is to be an Instagram legend. Um, the, if you want to be a good comic, uh, that will get you probably nowhere. But if you want to be a good comic, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I do know a, a thing or two, and that seems yeah. that seems. Uh, I, I'm complaining, Rich. I, I, I do. I, I find it really desperate. I, I, it's not. I know things shift and stuff, and I don't want to be that kind of uh, guy that says. Oh, punk music's rubbish, kind of thing. It wasn't like it was in my day. But I am complaining. I think it's really, I really do think it's to the detriment of of stand up comedy um, that yeah. people are. It, I mean, it has to. And I don't. I'm not singling out any one person particularly. No. But if you spend, there's only so many hours in a day. And when I used to spend, you know, uh, X hours a day sitting down and writing comedy, if I now spend half of those hours, or indeed all of those hours doing sitting on Instagram I'm not writing comedy and that and that's that's the bare no. facts of it of where we're all where we're all at you know and yeah, um, I do think absolutely. comedy I do think do I did a gig the other day and it really felt like a gig from about 2005 because everybody was really funny <laughs> <laughs> and liked what? each other and liked each other you know and stuck around to watch and I was like holy I, shit I know by a promoter sort of provincial promoter who gave a shit, you know, like and yeah. paid us properly. And it was like, it's so rare for, for all the comics to stick around and for everyone to be really good. <laughs> I had it last night, very same. It was um, when when the, the middle act uh, turned around and it was, and we've worked together a few times and she said, oh, I'm going to, and she was getting the train back to London and she said, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hang around and I'm going to, I'm going to watch you. And I was like, what? She said, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay, brilliant. And we had such a nice time. Everybody got on. Everybody, we were all talking about each other's sets and saying, oh, I love that gag. Oh, that's a really good one. There was a guy that was on first who I'd not seen before. He's been going about six years, but was talking about the craft of comedy, Mm. how he wanted to improve Mm. his writing. He wasn't talking about Instagram and things like that. Now, that is its own thing, but people are forgetting that what we do isn't just talking. 
we think about it all day. I've, I've just been flicking through Adam Bloom's new book mm, and mm. and some great stuff in there. Mm, and it's you know you you spend a day thinking about what is a funny number. What's a funny number? Yeah, and, and then deliberating, but just before you hit the stage, that it's not ninety six, it's ninety four. You know, and and yeah. and, uh, and then you go out and you and you fuck the gag and you go, it was ninety six. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that, that that's the sort of thing that that I think fascinates me and you and, and should yeah. fascinate um, a stand-up. And I, I, I just don't think it does. I don't think it does anymore. No, there's that, that need, that need, we were, we are in this, another epidemic of people just wanting to be famous mm. and having known people that are seen as influencers and they just record their entire lives, and you're going, but you're just you're just eating eggs. Why are you recording that? And then the video gets a million views. You're like, but they're just eating eggs. You you eat eggs. Why are you? What is it? What's going on? And you just get. And then if you say anything, they go, oh, you're just an old fucker. You don't know. Yeah. What kind of eggs? You go, no. What kind of eggs was it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some funny eggs and some not so funny eggs. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I always know. find post post are quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know what the. Uh, um, maybe it's a sort of transitional period, and um, I think yeah. I don't, I think it's just. I've got no problem with Instagram comedians and Instagram comedy. I I think it's I think it's fine. It's great, you know. And people mm. and, and, and no doubt people are really good at it, and of course they are. Um, the top ones. Um, but in a way I feel like sort of stay in your lane. It's like Mo Farah doesn't try and run the hundred meters. Yeah. You know, and, 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 uh, yeah. and, 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 uh, the vice versa, you know? So, so, um, I'm trying to think of any sprinter I know. I can't think of one, but no, I don't know either. As you were doing it, I'm like, what's <laughs> the other one? Sprinters. No. Yeah. Usain yeah. <laughs> Bolt. Usain Bolt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't, doesn't run a marathon because he's not going to be, all that good at it, you know? Um, yeah. And um, that that's my that's my frustration. But the trouble is, I think now to extend that metaphor, you've got you've got all these the same bolts running the marathon, and everybody's watching them. And um, and Mo Farah doesn't qualify because, yeah. because people go, we're not really interested in Mo Farah. He hasn't got that many followers on Instagram, you know. And he's like, but he would win. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. You know, like, and I think that that's my frustration yeah. with where we're at currently. It's not a judgment on anybody doing any one particular thing, and, and I suppose the truth yeah. will out, and the good ones will will. Uh, I mean, I was speaking to one now who's massive on Instagram and TikTok, and and he's just like, I don't invite my people to gigs because I because I want to get really good, and and I, yeah. hopefully he means it. He sounds like he means it, and by that. If he keeps going, you know, he's, he's funny. He'd be really funny. But, it, you know, it takes yeah. it takes 10, 15 years to become a really good stand-up. It does. And that's that's the thing. I've had this very conversation with two people this very week where the, they, they kind of started and then it kind of the, the pandemic happened and they had to sort of dip out again. Now they're coming back to it. And they what they think they could pick up where they sort of where they where they were before. And I'm like, but even the people even the people behind the scenes that were booking you before, they're not there anymore. Mm. Everything has changed. You are going to have to start again. It's really hard and it's going to take work. And it just, you know, I'm fortunate like you, we've been doing it, you know, 20 odd years, but that's not, but that's 20 odd years of graft. That's 20 odd years. Of, I've slept in Nottingham bus station. I've, I've walked for hours to a gig or to get home from a gig because I missed the last train or wherever, you know, Yeah, yeah. but I needed to do the gig. You know, it's, it's that it's just, it's, there's, there's so much more to it than just standing on stage for 20 minutes, you know? And it's, and it's, I think, mind you, do you know what we sound, do you think this is what Mike Yarwood sounded like when all the, like, Alexis just sounds and all that? <laughs> yeah. Like, bloody hell. Bloody. Yeah. He's railing, he's probably railing about Bob Monkhouse or something. The, the, um, I, that, the kid. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the worry. And I do worry about that. And I'm sure, in fairness, there is an element of, of that, that we're Mike Yarwooding yeah. it going, it's like, ah, oh, it's not like it was in my day. And I, 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 I concede that. You know um, that things shift and and things are things are happening that I don't even understand, and the, um, in the same way that 
you know, we're big, both big fans of music and you see that when people invent mm. new instruments or sampling or scratching and everybody goes, that's not music. And, and then 15 years down the line, everybody catches up and everybody goes, it's, it's great music, you know, or, or, or some of it's mm. great music. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, there's an element of that. But I also think there's an element of just like... Um, no. Uh, no, yeah, no. I've, I've, like, I've, I've seen... I've seen the res- I, I I I can't I cannot name a single comic who's massive on Instagram who I think is good. Yeah. Or really I, good. I, know of, I mean I, I think there couple, are a yeah. few who are massive on Instagram because they've come the other way. You know, I don't know like sort of you know who who've who've sort of retrospected like Russell Kane or someone like that. But he yeah, was a yeah, good Jeff Innocent. He, Jeff yeah. Innocent. Yeah, Jeff Innocent. Um, but it's yeah. sort of they've gone that way. But I can't think. I cannot name. I can't think of a. I mean, they, that's, I've seen lots of ones who are really good and potentially really good, but they're yeah. not. They're not great. It takes because, like, as you say, it takes ten to fifteen years. I remember years ago, M- M- Mickey Flanagan saying, you know, it takes sort of five years to start getting booked and paid, mm. and then it's ten years for people to trust you. And they're kind of like, oh, all right, we could put, we could, he can go on anyway, start, middle, close, MC. He's a good all-rounder. We could put him anywhere. And then it was sort of like 15 years and then it'd be like, right, what can we do with him? 100%. He's, that person is perfect. They're ready. Well, he, I mean, Mickey Flanagan had, had been going 20 years when he broke. Yeah. And that's why he broke. And yeah, that's yeah. why he's, that's why everybody quotes his material because it's, his panel beating it over 20 years. It's really good. You know, it's yeah. it, it's because he's worked on it for twenty years. He's an, he's a master of stand up, and now you've got. I've, it's funny. I had a conversation with Pete Harris, who used to manage um, Mickey Flanagan and manage right, okay, Eddie Izzard, and he was saying he was remembering a conversation with Mickey, and Mickey going, "I I don't know if I can do arenas. I just don't know if I'm good enough. I don't, you know, and wow. and and and." and Obviously, he's gone on to that and, and, and obviously can, right? Uh, um, but now you've got promoters who are putting Instagram people on uh, arena tours and they've never done a gig. No, I know. I've it's seen not even, this. It's not even yeah. like, it's not even, and you're sort of going, I mean, that's, that is, you, you know, you've done massive gigs open for people or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard. It's, any gig's hard. But you, you, imagine, yeah. you imagine walking onto stage, never having done a gig at the O2. <sighs> And thinking yeah, yeah. and thinking Ridiculous. you're going to do any. Uh, I mean, like, and no disrespect, but nobody's nobody's instantly good. Nobody. No. And it's and it's a completely different animal when you're dealing with a massive stage with massive people because it's not it's the, 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 everything you're saying. Yeah, they can hear you, but it just takes a while for the laughter to come back. There's all manner of element. There's all different elements to play with. Mm. <clears throat> You've got this massive stage that you need to use. The entirety of you can't just stand there in the middle, and you can sit. There. I, I, I found stuff. you can sit there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you have to now. <laughs> I'm actually found you can you can just stand there, but yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but, I, but I take your point. You're still you're working the space and using. You know, yeah. um, I don't know. As I say, I mean, maybe we've dwelt on this enough because it's it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to sound like an old giffer, but but um, maybe I am. Yeah. I think that's it. There's a danger that we can. We could slip into kind of <laughs> two old fuckers sitting a sitting outside a pub, you know, reminiscing about the, the fact that the pub's changed and yeah, what 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 was from Statler in it? That's what. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, we'll just go back to what you were saying, like about because now having worked with you a few times now since since you were ill. And now you do it, you, you sit down. Um, yeah. Because you lost, so you lost, because I knew before you lost sort of a quarter of your sight. Yeah. So that was the first stroke. And now you've lost, and now you lost, was it 50% now? Yeah. So I've lost 50% in uh, both eyes. So it's kind of, right. I, you know, usually if I said to someone I've lost 50%, they go, oh, which eye? Which would, you know, it's a sort of logical one. But, but, um, so I've got a condition called homonymous hemianopia. Um, uh, and that is basically when you are p- partially blind in in both eyes. So it's fifty percent all on the right hand side. Um, wow. So yeah, it's not that's not easy. And has that affected everything? I mean, you can't drive anymore. Can't, or... I can't drive. I can't really. I mean, I can't. It has. I mean, 
it's interesting because you sort of uh, you forget you, you, your brain adapts. So I quite often sort of forget yeah. and then um, trip up over something or walk into someone. I mean, I walked, I, I walked straight into, I came out of a doorway and walked straight into, well, she walked straight into me because I walked straight in front of her, knocked mm. completely over her, to the point where her shoe went flying, you know, and, and, and of course she's, oh, wow. she's, of course, extremely upset and furious and angry. And I'm trying to go, I'm really, really sorry. She's not really buying it because as far as she's concerned, she's seen a, able-bodied, normal-looking person yeah. just walk straight in, into her. You know, and I, I've had, I got into confrontation in, in the front of hot water in Liverpool right. where the bouncers had to rescue me for doing the same thing, you know, like, because I don't look, uh, I don't have a badge around me going, um, no. uh, you know, and I don't look look it. Yeah, you know, I suppose it's no. it's the era of what we, what is now termed sort of uh, invisible disabilities or non-visible disabilities. And, um, which people are kind of mindful of, uh, but you sort of have to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got a hat on. <laughs> a bell. Well, I, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I have actually, I mean, I, I do, I make a joke about this, so forgive me for quoting material, but like the, I, they gave me a white stick, which is kind of, um, I don't use it. I don't need it in sense of like sort of to, to, because I'm going to walk into something. It's really mm. so people know that I have a disability to st- sort of stay yeah. away from me, you know, and I sort of say it's a bit like um, L plates on a car or a South African accent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, it's that, and I'm too lazy and vain to use it really. because It's not very cool. Um, no. And uh when I had my heart, I think it's one of the, yeah. I had my heart Keep operation on. and I had to wear, I had to use a actual cane, and people really did stay out of my way then because I because I was mm. I was hobbling up the road with a cane, and um, I was quite I was quite I quite like that. I, I think a cane is cooler because we've seen cool people with a cane like Doctor John and people like yeah. that, and you go yeah yeah Louis you know, Sa- that, Louis that... Cipher in uh, um, yeah well, what's it is um uh, what's that film. The one with um, Lisa Bonnet in. Oh, with uh, Angel Heart. Angel Heart. Was it that one? Yeah, no. yeah. He's got that Angel cane, Heart. isn't he, and the long nails, and he's just sort of, yeah, very cool. So that also as well. The other there's thing, an elegance. There's to an it, elegance yeah. to it. There's a sort of, as I say, a sort of Doctor John Louisiana, slightly old school, pervy, <laughs> and that's, that's just the look I'm going for. Pervy, old, yeah, pervy old snake charmer. Yeah, pervy old snake charmer. <laughs> that, that would be opening. It'd be a bit of a hip flask. I've always wanted that. Do you know, that's it. Open. You want a bit of a hip flask. Or some snuff or something. Yeah, just in your ring. Yeah. <laughs> snuff, <laughs> snuff in your ring. Show me a sex tape. <laughs> but, then, but you're right. There's an elegance to that. There's It looks exotic to, to, to do that. But when you've got a, a white stick, they haven't found a way to make it like no. that. It's very much an instrument of... Of, of illness, really. It's like it's not an instrument yeah. elegant, and so I sort of I should use it because it's got me into hot water a bit. Um, um, so yeah, so there's things like that, and I, the also the other the other thing I notice from time to time is that my um, world view, quite literally, has become more sort of like I find like you know, where I'm wanting to sort of be overly kind of pretentious or whatever, but one sort of being open to the universe and the light and the energy of the world um, is mm. naturally slightly more enclosed in and, and, and can be a bit, uh, that can be hazardous to one's mental health occasionally yeah. um, because it becomes a little bit, well, literally and metaphorically tunnel visioned really, you know, um, mm. and I haven't, I do notice that occasionally as something that I was thinking about the other day, that actually, because because I mean, as you know, where I live, I look over the estuary of Essex, and it's really yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful, big sky. It's just really good light, isn't it? And I sort of yeah. lament that I actually and literally only see half of it, you know. Um, so it's it's naturally, I suppose, half the light coming yeah. into my um into my uh, into my kind of yeah. psyche. Mate, that well, that's it. And it, it... It's a, it, it must take all you've got to to to, to, to fight that. And like you say, it really affects your mental health, that sort of thing. And to come through the, the fact that you had a stroke already 
And then you had another one, and you're like, "What? It must be hard not to go. Why is this happening to me? Mm. How is there? How are there? There are people. I'm not. I'm not wishing it on anybody, but there are people. Oh, come on, go, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, let's address. All right. All right. Yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who? Hmm. No, I know. No one springs to mind. No, of course. Yeah. The, the um. I, but at the same time, but you know, yeah, it's not, it's not fair. It isn't fair that this has happened. I mean, life ain't, twice. Life's not fair, is it? I mean, I, you know, I, no, I, I, really. I, no. um, I, it, I'm caught betwixt and between because I, because so often I would, you know, I'd go into a dressing room and whatever people haven't seen me and go, oh, you look great, and and like, uh, and I'd be, oh, thank you, and yeah, yeah, you know, and and I'd go, well, I'm half blind, but also I'm half sighted, and always, always sort of refer to the cup half full aspect of it, yeah. which I think is very positive and really worth doing, and uh, for obvious and selfish reasons, not trying to pat myself on the back, but it's just really good for survival to do yeah. that. Um, and however, I do think it's uh, not healthy to not acknowledge not to sort of waddle in it, what is that the right word? Um, sort of wade in it in the kind of, um, mm. in the self-pity, because that's different, but but to yeah. acknowledge that you that there is some loss and there is, you one needs to grieve that, I think. Um, and, and, it, yes. and it was, and I always sort of thought, no, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm fine. I'm, I, you know, cup half full, cup, sight half full. I'm, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And I remember when I, I got di- diagnosed, isn't the right word. I got officially told that I had, I was visually impaired and had a disability and I was eligible to, for a disability card. Um, very useful mm. on the train. Um, um, <laughs> and it made me cry because I, I'd sort of, right. um, I, didn't, I didn't see myself as that, you know? Um, no. And I think it was someone else going, you were you're someone, I'll, I'll allow that, you know? <laughs> it's just to allow you to be... Yeah. Um, to acknowledge uh, a loss and a grieving process, and I don't, I don't dwell on that. And that's p- perhaps, well, no, that's not perhaps. That's totally good. But I think yeah. you, I need to allow myself the space to also acknowledge and grie- grieve that it's a loss. You know, yeah, it's a loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and it's one of those things we always. I remember. Over the years, there's been many conversations, drunken conversations, where it's like, if you had to lose one of your senses, what one would it be? And never in a million years did you think you'd get to a point where you'd, you would. It was always a, a you know... <laughs> what you know, what was, was the one like, you chose? I think I chose death. Did, did you? What, because the thing is, yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? Because I think... Because I love music so much, and I really like. With that, yeah. And I think the yeah. other thing is like it'd be really difficult to do this job if you were deaf. I mean, it'd be really difficult if you're blind, yeah. but I think you can do it. I think you can do it if you. I mean, I know Steve Day does it as well, but then there are a few deaf yeah. people. But Harriet Dyer, and the, there are a few people. Jeff Innocent now, right? But but um. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I would have thought it's hard. I don't know. I enjoy I enjoy music so much. I enjoy um, films yeah. and, and um, I think, and I enjoy conversations. So I, do, I think I'd, I don't know. I don't know. It's really difficult to say. I think it's quite, Scarlet. I think if you were going to lose half of them, I'd say, blight, yeah. so, I, you know, half death is quite hard work. Yeah. I mean, and even that sort of, you know, going back to what my stroke being, you lose motor skills, you lose speech and you lose eyesight. It'd be impossible. Mm. If I lost half my motor skills, man, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. You know? And if I lost half my speech, that would be game over as a comic, you know? So I do, I do, if you, if you, if you do the sort of stats and the, run the maths on that, you know, yeah, that, losing, losing half your eyesight's the one to lose. Man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I know people that, yeah, I've just lost the, the use of the right side of their body. And you're like, oh, man, that's... And there's nothing you can do about it. It's not... I mean, what causes this? It's just... Is it just a, a chance thing? Or is there is it a, is it a lifestyle thing? Do you, do you know what it was that... Did um, you even know it was coming? Well, 
Not the first one. The second one I did because I recognised the symptoms from the first one, if you see what I mean. I mean, the, the first one I had no idea. And for weeks afterwards, while they were testing me, I I had no idea that it was, a, you know, I, I, was, <clears throat> I was about 40. It was 40. Um, and if someone, the last thing on my mind was that I'd had a stroke, you know, because it was like, no, yeah. that happens to great aunt Jean with one foot in the grave, you know, it doesn't happen to a 40 year old man who's not, who's in pretty good shape, doesn't smoke and stuff. And I was training for a half marathon at the time. So I was really fit. Um, mm. So no, I mean, I luckily, luckily, um, I didn't have a stroke that's got anything to do with lifestyle. Um, right. And actually that's what most strokes are they're blood clots in your system they're not really caught that isn't to say that you can't help yourself massively by living healthily and not being overweight and not smoking and whatever but but all those those are contributing factors but actually um i think a lot of it's well mine was actually caused they they reckon because i have a hole in my heart well i had because i had it closed Uh. um and the stats on people with holes in their hearts and strokes young are sort of too large to ignore but they can't they don't really know why um but the the sort of it's it's really really common for people to to uh who have had strokes young to also have a hole in the heart and i hear this anecdotally a lot so Mm. And I, the first stroke, I suppose now in retrospect, I mean, I, the first stroke I had, I didn't have the heart closed because at that point it was seen they weren't so sure. And I was like, I, right. do I want heart surgery on a maybe. Turns out, yeah, retrospectively, I should have had that done because mm. that might have, that mo- that seems to be likely that that's what the co- cause was, particularly when there's nothing else wrong with me. You know, I don't, there's, there's physically nothing else wrong with me. Um, yeah. The likelihood that it's happened twice and there's nothing else wrong with me apart from the hole in the heart. And I think they've done more investigative stuff over the 10 years since between my two strokes, they've, they, it's much more um, likely that that's the cause. And also the procedures got better as well. It's, it's much less intrusive. It's like keyhole surgery. So it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible what they can do with your hearts. Um, You know? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have a general anesthetic. I I was, I was, uh, sedated, no. but I, I woke up in the middle of the. Uh... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and a big screen, and a big like a big big. Uh, um, what's what's the you know like a scan like like the pregnancy scan? Yeah. What are they call what they what are those ones called? Um, um, yeah. Um, what are they called? Yeah. You you of all people should know this. Literally just that one. Um, yeah. Well, you know you know what I mean. I mean, so, so it was like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a massive one, and I guess more a bit more powerful than uh, than a pregnancy one so and i remember looking at a heart beating and what looked literally looked like brake cables on a on a bicycle <laughs> going into this heart and going is that my is that my heart um yeah wow and then i remember being, i remember being wheeled in and then thinking fuck there's a there's a lot of surgeons here with a load of gear i pitied a poor pitied the poor gun that's gone <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then that, that was the last I remember, apart from waking up in the middle. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And I'm, I'm obviously, you're, you're, very, you're heavily sedated, so, so it's, not like, it's, not, it's not like you're in any way freaked out or um, painful. It's not, it's not painful or anything. Um, I'm just painful on it. You know, my, my chest was fine. There's no, you know, there's no pain in my chest. My thigh was extremely painful because of because they go through the thigh, so that was very oh, sore. Oh, wow. wow! Well, like the groin bit, so that that was painful for Oof. a couple of weeks afterwards. Um, How do they? That's what I mean. How do they decide that that's the best way to go in? That's what I find amazing. They go, yeah, we're going to go in for his ass. <laughs> yeah, but it's in his, but it's in his eye. <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. is the best way. Well, apparently, apparently. Um, <laughs> I remember having a conversation with the with the the um, surgeon, and I was I sort of pretty much said the same thing. Why on earth? How how is that possible? And he was explaining, and uh, he he was explaining, and then I was like, oh no, okay. And he, he stopped, and he went, "You really don't know anything about biology, do you?" And I was like, "I'm an archaeologist, darling." <laughs> Well, it's not my that, fucking well, job. Well, it's not my job. Are you funny? <laughs> <laughs> How and, um, dare you judge me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, so the parent apparently the biggest, uh, I can't even, see, I can't even remember whether it's your vein or your artery. The biggest, right? Whichever one, um, up to your heart through is through your groin and he sort of almost said it's like the m1 of your uh of your <laughs> arteries and veins so there's literally that explains a lot there's literally and it's quite it's quite on the surface in your groin there's literally a straight uh. m1 line up into your heart from the groin so i think right, there's a, right, i think right. there's another place they can do it i think it's like here or something in your um okay in the top but um so yeah, I've got to have another. I've got to have another. I've got to have a pacemaker fitted. I think that's what they. Um, oh really? Yeah. So so I think so. The other thing they were thinking that it's probably uh, I historically had a, a a kind of a regular heartbeat. Um, I had that when I was a child and and stuff. And mm. they thought that was problematic. And it turns out that they they sort of got me in and went. Well, the good news is it's you're not your your um your regular heartbeat isn't that irregular to be too worried about your and your pulse is really the good news is your pulse is solid the bad news mm. is you've got the pulse of an 80 year old so so, so um <laughs> so it's solid and weak so i think that they're also going to try and kind of do do that wow, so man. so yeah and i and i've also got a monitor on my heart at the moment which i think you've i've uh yeah i've got you to feel at one point That's That's right. we had a really good I was having a conversation with uh, Richard Herring on his podcast. There was a really nice moment. And he was like going, so can you, if you've got like a tin heart kind of Iron Man, and I was like, no, I've got this thing you can, you can, we, we'd been discussing his testicular cancer and then. Oh he, yeah, he right, going, yeah. And I was going, oh yeah, but you can feel the monitor on my chest. And I was like, do you want to feel it? And he was like, do you want to feel my balls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it because he got has he got a, has he got a, like a, a prosthetic ball in the bag or is he just a well without talking know, about I mean I he said it on the thing so I don't think any he clearly doesn't mind no. him as it being he doesn't but you can you can get them replaced with um yeah uh anything you want yeah 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 so you can have you can have a lot of people do have another one in because they sort of psychologically want cool balls um or yeah. uh he hasn't but I was he, but he he was saying amazing. He was saying that they're now looking at sort of doing putting things like a Wi-Fi thing in you. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't know if he's bullshitting me, but it didn't sound like it. Like, like that you could kind of put different things in there. It's because it's literally a 
It's literally a ball. So, so um, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a silicon. So it's apparently made out the same thing. If you, you're getting like false, uh, is it false breasts? Well, I don't know what the term is, but the, yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it's sort of, so yeah, interesting. Oh my god! If they started doing that, I mean, you'd be the the world. You'd be a load of teenagers hanging around on the train. Well, a load of teenagers hanging around your groin. <laughs> Well beloved. Ah. <laughs> listen, yeah, listen, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I was on ADHD, I was on ADHD medication and it made me do it. Um, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, um, has, this, has it changed your, now this has happened to you and you're coping with it brilliantly and you're, and you're, I mean, your career is, you know, it's, it's flying right now and it's, it's amazing to see. Oh, do you, you find, has it changed your, your faith at all? Because I know you you said about your your dad. Your dad was a hugely religious man, mm. and you were sort of brought up in that environment. Mm. Has it changed your out your view on that? On life? No, I mean, thank, like, thank how, God. why are we here? Thought, do you know what? I was I was going to go. Thank God it hasn't. Right? Like, <laughs> like uh, it's funny. So, 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 I no. I mean, I'm uh, uh, as you as you alluded to. I'm a confirmed atheist, despite the fact that my father was a was a vicar. Um, mm. Uh, mercifully, it has an again. There you go. There's another term. My, my despite being very much an atheist, my I'm I'd still say I was very religious and use a lot of terminology yeah. that is very Christian, and that's perhaps just because I quite enjoy it. Um, I'm quite interested in religion, but I'm not mm. religious, and I'm I'm very grateful to whoever um, <laughs> that I haven't turned to. To God in my hour of need, yeah. I mean, that always, again, seems like... Um, uh, why should, well, I mean, I don't know. Why, 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 I always think, why ask that? Why, I could have turned to anything. I could have turned to... Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? In his, la- <laughs> in his later years, Grandpa turned to snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, ah. do you know what I mean? It's like a sort of... It's almost like... I feel like people are so hoodwinked by why the fuck would I turn to God? What's it? You know, mm. if I like, if it, if he's, if God exists, then all this is his fault in the first place. Um, yeah. So thanks for giving me the stroke. Uh, so yeah. why would I, you know, and mercifully I've clearly done a very good job of getting rid of any vestiges of, of faith or Christianity yeah, I can't. I mean, honestly, I mean, and, I, and this is probably. I think I'd, I'm so tolerant of everybody, apart from the religious, who I really struggle with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I do. Mean. I mean, I, and I, it's yeah. like it's not. I'm not saying I'm right to do that. I'm not. I mean, I'm. I don't mind if you're religious if you, if you're not talking about it, you know. But like, because, but then you're. But if you're sort of people who wear their sort of what their isms on their sleeve i'm fine you know be you be you trans be you uh mm. black be you whatever and, and you're very sort of strident about that more power to your elbow but um people who are really religious i just i just i just want them to fuck off <laughs> i really do i mean i just i just i haven't yeah. got any time for you um if you're no. using that as your and i don't mean if you are religious that's absolutely fine, and that's great. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying because I'm not saying I'm right. But if you're using it, if you're leading with your foot forward uh, as this, these, this, this, this to the point where this is connecting with your decision making, and we're having a conversation, and that's what you come in with. Just go. I just don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk yeah. to you. Um, I know what you mean. Having seen the damage that religion can do with uh, an ex, my my ex. Um, I uh, it was I saw it I saw it firsthand and it was awful. Even though she'd come away from the church, there was still it, there was still this cloud of, oh, you're a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. You've turned your back on your excommunicated now. You've turned your back on us. You are now you're out amongst the sinners and you're doing it and you're just like fuck off. Mm. Believe what you believe, as you've just said. But you don't come at me with I'm now I'm wrong and you're right because you believe in this magical yeah. thing that all he all he seems to do is judge and condemn. I mean, go fuck yourself. I, mean, That's, I think anyone, 
anyone who sort of is 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 so adamant in their belief and so convinced that they're right is really dangerous. For, for in, in any sphere, I don't just mean in a religious yeah. sphere, but in any sphere, it's 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 like the arrogance of that position. You know, like I I, I don't think I'm right. I, I, this is what I believe, and this is how I conduct myself. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm right. Um, because that the arrogance of that is just uh, and it's so it's so fixed and so obviously historically as we know some of the damage or some all of the damage that has been done by uh, religion and of course it's been done by other people who are not religious of course it hasn't but, yeah. but it's not just the solely the domain of the religious to be damaging but also it's not the sole domain of the religious to be to be good and righteous. And to do charitable acts and to do good things, you know, um, and that's the thing I often find that it's like, and certainly with my own history, that um, there's this sort of ownership on good being good people um, that, that that they have a monopoly on, and everybody else is somehow wanting is is well, is 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 evidentially inaccurate. And also, it's yeah. just such an arrogant position. It's and and yeah. So so, thank God I did. I, <laughs> um, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't turn back to God. Yeah. No, I think it's yeah. I ever when I see like the Jehovah's Witnesses stood in the street with their little their little board of pamphlets, and they just sort of stood there and. I don't know. It just seems you just. I just want to say to them, like, go and have a cup of tea, go and go and do something else. You just stood outside a, you stood you stood outside a um, an old Woolworths. That you know that this this is what the problem is. You stood right behind you. That's what we should be dealing with. The fact that the shops are shutting down, and people haven't got enough to yeah, eat. Yeah, true. Um, and you stood there with your pamphlet. However, standing there in front of three bored people who aren't interested in what you're talking about, <laughs> it isn't far from what we do. <laughs> Every August. <laughs> three? You had three in? <laughs> you, you dreamer. <laughs> all right, mate. Jesus, we're all busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, had a, I had a joke that I used to do about, you know, my father's a vicar. I'm a, a comedian. Similar jobs. Both of us get up in front of rooms full of strangers and bullshit them in an attempt to make ourselves look big and clever, you know? And uh, yeah. he gets a lot more sex. Uh, the uh, and I think, yeah, I I just I yeah. I just I haven't got any time for religion at all. No, I think it was just on my mind because yesterday I got I, I, one of the questions I was asked is, <clears throat> is there a god? And I just said, well, look, it's up to the individual. It's up to you. You believe what you want. <laughs> you go, what, like, you well, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only, uh, only early, only early, mid, 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 uh, mid Willa. Freestyle Council Willa. <laughs> that, the Old, Old Testament Willa. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, listen, we've all got our deities. We've all got our beliefs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, you know, yours is Joe Strummer, so, you know. And uh, he, bless him, he left us before he could ruin his legacy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, boogie with Phil Collins. We didn't. No, no one would want to see that. <laughs> I'd like to see that now. Give him Phil Collins. Yeah, <laughs> but you're out the other side, and you're you're like I say, you're touring now. <clears throat> yeah, and you did you did. Britain's Got Talent, which was good to see. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I, it was only because I'd done it as well, and I felt such. Look, it's up to you. Do it, don't do it. it. It has its place. People enjoy it, and it's a it's a means to an end. You know, they like 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 you. They'd asked me to do it a few times, and I was like, no, it's not really for me. Mm. And then speaking to a few people, I'm like, I oh, will just do it. What's the worst that could happen? You get a few more followers, and you get a few more people coming to your gigs. I was like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, all right then. And then you get into the machine, and then it start, and then you just. Just hating it. I just was like, this is so not what I got into this for. Yeah. No disrespect to anyone in it. Everybody was lovely. I had a lovely day the yeah. day I did it. Yeah. But it's just the, the just what it represents. And it just, I just felt disgusting. Yeah. I, I was and so then, naff. It's, it's just, you know, all the decisions yeah. are so naff and sort of restricted yeah. and controlled. And you just sort of go, does it have to be, you know, does it have to be like 
that. If it, I mean, the same with pop music and sort of like uh, <coughs> Hollywood blockbuster. You sort of go, you you really can sell this base, what, what Stuart Lee describes as warm diarrhea to the masses, you know. It's like, why you the they will buy what you're selling so why don't you sell something half decent does it have to yeah. be so rubbish um yeah yeah and yeah, it's like yeah. by is... all means have a machine by all means control it by all means make a quizillion quid by all means you manipulate it but why don't you back a decent horse yeah why has it got to be this naff kind of end of the pier stuff yeah. we're all worried we're still worried about we're worried about swearing and we're worried about upsetting you're like D what is this pearl clutching bullshit yeah that yeah yeah exists? I, I mean honestly the, the flack that i got for uh, you'd have thought i was some sort of like doug stanhope edge lord um and you know my stuff you know and i we, we, i've got yeah, a bit of yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do swear and i'll sail close to the wind but whatever you would say about marcus bourbon and his comedy nobody's going edge lord and um and then, and then <laughs> they're it, not they're not purposely so it's not you're not there's an edge but it's not um, it's just what you do you're not it, it isn't it's not a contrivance it's not i want to be an edge lord it's like what you're talking about is it, it's brilliant it's that's how i that's how i first came to be i came to be around you was your son of a preacher man show yeah. and you go like yeah, yeah. this is this is how, this is just good comedy and now it's i mean when i did it it was like an hour before I went on and they went, oh, by the way, can you do the, the Nando's joke that we'd already said you can't do? Yeah. And like an hour before. Uh, and you're like, well, um, yeah. Yeah, okay, I can. So I had to spend that hour. Figuring it out. Messing around. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going, right, well, it's only three minutes, but fuck, that's going to... No, but that's right. the thing I think they don't realise that we, <clears throat> you know, you you wouldn't say to a, a musician or a... Or a someone who was a, you know, like doing those sort of dance routines or the gym, some, you know, it'd go actually, you know, when at, t at three minutes and 15, when you do that triple back somersault and land on that guy's head with your left foot, could you land on his shoulder with your right foot and not, and don't you do a double <laughs> somersault or actually could you make it quadruple? And it's just like, yeah, I could, but it would take months to rehearse. And, and it's like, yeah. and people might go, Oh, well that's, um, that's a, that's a bit precious of you. Uh, and it's going, yeah, but you f yeah. that's because you fundamentally misunderstand what it takes to be a stand-up. And I don't just go and take a sentence out and it's fine. No. I mean, I, so sometimes I do and it can be, but sometimes you can throw the whole rhythm out. And sometimes yeah, and you're yeah, yeah. then thinking, which sentence was it in your mind? And you're not thinking, you know, it's a bit, even boxers, not, and that's the speed that it happens. Boxers then going, oh, hang on a minute, am I allowed to do two jabs um, or am I only yeah. allowed to hit with my right hand? three times in a row and then I can't do it for another minute. It's like, and you're, whatever it is, you're thinking this and you're not just thinking, <laughs> do my job. And yeah, people, people yeah. because because of the nature of stand-up, just think, you just get up there and talk without, and they have no understanding um, of what no. it actually is to do and what, and what someone a, an hour before your gig going, actually, could you take out that routine or put that routine before that other routine and you've got to go yeah. go you fight your corner and say no and then come across as a prima donna or or um yeah i mean i i did a i mean this but this is this is the nature of all of all kind of stand up on tv it's not just to lay that out, it's not just laying it out the sort of bgt you know i i did i did another show that's that's far more credible and you know i said um can i have a can i have a chair on stage because i am um, sit down and I you know and I can't my, my, and and they were like mm, but the, the MC doesn't want a chair on stage I went well they don't have to have one do they but some one of your 70,000 people that are running the show could could carry they went couldn't you carry it on I was like well no <laughs> I'm like I'm like I've got a disability I don't want to carry my own stool on and then yeah, yeah, yeah. on an on a gig where I already have to persuade people that I've got a disability and then they carry my own gear on. It's like, which I'll fuck up, which I don't want to think about. And they just, and, and the producer's looking at me like I'm being a prima donna. And you're going, yeah, you should know this. It's, and, but but yeah. people, people don't. People don't. Um, no, it's, it, it's that whole, I don't know what it is about that, the, the, about TV things. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's like, just, 
if you were a bit, just a bit more, just a bit more real, it would be so much better. And it's, it's not, it's like, and I remember when, when I got the, I got the four, I got four yeses. And then there's the chat with, with them all. And then Alicia was the one, Alicia was like, no, I liked it. But she goes, I could see you were nervous because your, your links between the material were a bit clunky. And I'm like, yeah, cause I had to fucking cram that. I had to wedge that Nando's bit into the, Suddenly I'm, I'm talking about my dad's transit van and then I'm suddenly in Nando's mm. and it's like, yeah. it hasn't flowed. It's difficult to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I mean, listen, it was an experience it's and I, I, I'm glad I did it and it's done you the world of good, you know, and then that was funny though. When I saw that you'd done it and I got a letter going, um, and that was what made, it made me feel better because I'm like, right, I admire Marcus. And he's, he's, he's one of those people I've always looked up to. So to see that he's done it as well, I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. Listen, that makes it more, makes it more palatable for me. Yeah, you know my, only, I mean? like, my, yeah. Only does, my only worry about this, and do you know, I've, I, actually, I mean, I've been really kind about VGT and I've kind of stopped wanting to be really kind about it because I, because a lot of people have said that to me and I don't yeah. want comics to think Oh that, yeah, that, you've that, given it a kudos. I've given it a kudos because, because like because that that's someone that comics think is a good comic. Therefore, good comics can do BGT. N- no, they can't. No, um, it's not about that. It's not it's about. Not and about and, about and I, I thought, and, and I and I don't mean that's that's. So let me roll back what I just said about that. Good straight stand-ups can't just do BGT because they are so good at stand-up that BGT will want them. It's not. It's not interesting enough and that's not it no. doesn't suit their narrative enough to have someone just going and telling jokes and uh i was having another conversation with someone who was a semi-finalist of bgt or stefano Pallini, you know and um and it it's it's i thought foolishly that i'm just I'm, i've got a good i've got the backstory that they want with the stroke yeah yeah and yeah. i'm really good at stand-up so they'll just they'll just see the quality um and they'll get they'll allow it and i was massively wrong about that yeah um, I, I had the backstory and i, yeah. I was there for, for for not one second longer than i suited their narrative it's not a talent show i wasn't there because i deserved to be uh, I wasn't there because my jokes were better than your jokes or better than other people's jokes. I was there because X, Y, and Z fitted and until the point it didn't. And then I was gone. Yeah. I was gone, you know? And I think it's like, I don't know whether it was like, because I, they already got their disability quota for the final. They, they've, they've already got a comic. They don't want a comic who's like a straight cop. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but I, yeah. I'm kind of sick of being kind about BGT, really. I, I think it's a bad, bad thing for a stand-up to do unless you do a very visual thing, L- like Vigo. Yes. Um, you know, and yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. I don't mean to badmouth uh, other people who have done it and who have done well at it, but if you think of like your sort of Steve Royal, who did very well, uh, mm. uh, Vigo, they're, they're, it's, it is yeah, that. It's, more it's visual. It's visual and it's much more sort of like it's a it's a... It's a show, but it's not stand-up. Neither of them are stand-ups. No. Um, not in, I mean, Vigo certainly isn't. Uh, and, you know, Steve, and I don't mean that as a criticism. I, both of those no, 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 things are terrific, yeah. you know. Um, Absolutely brilliant. But yeah. they do a thing that suits that show, you know? Yeah, and Vigo particularly, it is. It's more of a... Vigo's very smart. He yeah. went, well, I'm going to give these people what they want, which is a show. <laughs> and I was like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give them what I do. Yeah. When that was wrong. And that's it. <laughs> that, yeah, that, but I would, I, yeah. mate, I would love to have seen you try, <laughs> trying to pirouette around the stage with half your eyes missing. <laughs> Just, <laughs> well, like, as you said, as you said in your <laughs> pirouetting off into tables and chairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, would have been amazing. It's a fascinating thing. And I, and I just, you know, I'm grateful for the exposure. I'm grateful for the mm. kind of, uh, opportunity I am to an extent. Uh, um, yeah. No, I am. I, I absolutely am. Um, but I think to say that that was charity on their part to 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 show to show to showcase talent in Britain that people haven't discovered yet is yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's not a talent. It's mean. not a talent show. No, but it's done you. It's done you. It's done you good. In in the sense that you're now on tour, and you're on tour with your lovely partner Melinda. Mm. I mean, mm. you've really, you've, you've really, you've really, you know, since I last sort of spoke to you, leaps and bounds. You're really in a good place. It seems to me. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I think. And Melinda's you. amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's she's she, she, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> no, no. <I'm... laughs> no, no. Yada yada yada. Oh, yada yeah. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, no, absolutely. She, she's she's an absolute rock, and I couldn't have done any of this without her. And I, with all sincerity, from life to comedy, it's been brilliant, and she's been amazing, and that's been really helpful. Um, and the whole, the whole thing, you know, the stroke, post pandemic, uh, BGT has all been a really good kick up the ass to to um, get it sort of kick it on you know like to sort of mm. go what i think i was getting a bit i think a lot of people of my generation uh were getting a bit jaded about comedy and the pandemic came and that we would have that time to sort of go god do i really want to go back to hoofing up and down the motorway for 200 quid mm. you know and do i and i haven't written anything and and you know i want for another reasons but the kind of having a stroke i suddenly just started writing again Things were things were interesting. Things occurred yeah. to me. Things were creative. Things were f- kind of funny. Things were f- things happened that were funny, um, and it was a real kick in the pants. And I think that led to me wanting to be more. I think I was very happy actually just doing st- st- stand up, making a living. I actually didn't didn't really have a desire to be uh further up the food chain i just you know a bit but not really i mean you know i've, I've no. we've got famous friends and it lo- actually doesn't look like much fun um no not really i mean it, can't, it certainly it certainly comes with a whole set of new problems anyway and and you know again as we well know we've know people who have got famous and it's made them more and more miserable um, yeah definitely and so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the tonic that you think um uh so you know, I was happy bumbling along. And I think sort of stroke and then talking about the stroke and I felt very much like people were really responding to the things that I was saying um, mm. because it had a kind of heart to it. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed doing that. And I that kind of would that I had to, I got to that point in a different way. But I think I felt very much more like I want more people to see this, you know. I mean, that was my mm. reason for doing Britain's Got Talent was like I want more of an audience to come on. And I don't mean yeah, that in yeah, arrogant, yeah. I don't mean like, oh, come see me. I'm, no, a, no, I'm the most not. amazing comic. I just think I'm, I'm, I've got a really interesting story. I'm good at comedy and I'm worth watching. And I don't mean that yeah. to the expense of anybody else. You know, you go and watch no. them as well. But, but I was kind of like, I, I want more people to come and see me, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I think I'm worth seeing. So, so that That's all it. of that sort of has, has been, you know, it's been quite a sort of, uh, you know, a roller coaster ride over the last four or five years, but but um, yeah. Fingers crossed, it's sort of it's, it's all plain sailing now. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to be. It's not you don't really. I mean, we've both been through. I mean, what, what I've been through is not half as much as you have, but mentally, it's twice as much. I didn't realise. <laughs> I did <laughs> physically more. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't I didn't realise how bad it had, it had been until I was out the other side and now I'm and now being with Kate and we've got a baby on the way and yeah, it's like yeah. oh yeah this is how it's supposed to be this is nice it's nice nice to be with somebody that's pleased to see you when you wake up in the morning and you know it's 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 not I, I like where we are and it's nice to be able to reconnect with people that I'd kind of lost before yourself mm. included. And mm. it's a, it's a, it's like, it's, I recognize what had happened and now being able to sort of own it and go, yeah, that was, that was shit. And I'm sorry. And I'm here now. And it's nice. I mean, it's, it's nice to be where we're at. Everybody. I think mm. it's nice. Mm. I like where we're at in the minute. Mm. <laughs> Not where I'm at in the minute. I'm right in front of the window and the sun's moving. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> <laughs> For like a, <laughs> A little melanoma, um, but who's she? Uh, so where's? <laughs> He's on Instagram. I was googling her earlier. <laughs> Lo- lovely tattoos. 
um, <laughs> melanoma. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a sort of Eastern European girl band that would have been on Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> 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 uh, for them. Uh, I'd buy the album. I'd probably buy the album. <laughs> Not necessary for the reasons that it should. <laughs> And on that note, yeah. <laughs> Marcus, it's been a pleasure to have you on. We should have done this years ago oh, yeah. and we didn't, but we've done it now and it's fucking great, man. I could talk to you all day. My pleasure. Um, My pleasure so right? your tour, oh, it's been lovely. And your tour is happening now. Yeah. Where can we find you? So I'm in Bath tonight, uh, Crawley on Saturday. Um, and I, and uh, forgive me, but I can't remember where else. Uh, I all, Everything yeah. is on marcusbirdman.com. Marcus with a K, so all my tour dates. Um, if you look at my any of my socials, my Instagram again, which is Marcus Birdman, um, uh, you you would be unable to avoid the fact that I'm on tour because uh, <laughs> I am <laughs> pimping that one. Um, so yeah, as, um, as you should coming to a town near you over the next couple of months. Excellent work, excellent work, mate, and it's good to see. Really good to see. Um, so, yeah, this has been Insane in the Membrane. Thank you for listening. This has been the wonderful Marcus Bergman. Bye. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Insane in the Membrane. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.